afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another semester, another season of the State News Sports Podcast. My name is Casey Harrison, alongside the rejuvenated Stephen Olshansky, City Desk Editor, now for the State News, also known as the Newsroom Personality. How's it feel to be back, Stephen? (laughs) I've been promoted from Newsroom Personality and now have an official job title, so I'm happy to be back and doing some... uh, Back off sports again, finally, I think. Uh, finally? Know, I, I did my childhood God, dream I hate of sports. No, it's Let's not that get I out hate of here. sports. It's that I, I, I accomplished my childhood dream of covering MSU football or covering college sports, and now it's time to move on to things that will actually get me some money here and there. So He's all grown up now. <laughs> Look yeah. at him. Me and, uh, you'll see a lot of me with politics and other city news and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm ready to go, especially after that slate of I think what tremendous sporting experiences. I mean, those games. Oh, the best I mean, three those... and nine season you could ever ask for. Oh, <laughs> as I say, everybody can blame me now for the uh, the football season. But hey, think about it. Your Michigan State Spartans were three and nine on the year, but the only team in Michigan not to lose a bowl game. True, that's it. very true. Antonio pulled the uh, old uh, classic. We'll just not show up because that way we can't lose tactic there little gutsy going three and nine i don't think anybody saw it coming he must have knew something that we didn't especially look at the big 10 east didn't even win anything they flamed out we're all in five so think about that d'antonio knew the uh, impending doom of the big 10 was coming didn't want to be a part of it i mean good for him. he's like i'll, I'll just catch you guys next year yeah, good. anyway good i'm him. sitting back here i'm still on sports desk i'm the basketball writer now along with connor clark um he'll be making some brief appearances here and there uh maybe i we got a new mic so he'll be getting into the mix every once in a while um i'm still living at large i'm the little kid in the toy box still um <laughs> he's still but, playing in the toy department of life right? yeah uh, as, as many a, people have once said. Um, there was a lot that happened over break. Uh, first and foremost, I would just like to say, um, I, I would like to wish MSU women's basketball coach Susie Merchant, um, she, she fainted um, over break, and she, was, she spent a day or two in the hospital. Um, she's out now. She spoke to the media on Monday, um, right before Tom Izzo's press conference. Um, everybody got to make sure that she was all right, and she is um, moving forward. They're trying to find out what exactly caused it, but I'm glad she's back. Um, having covered women's basketball last year, I got the opportunity to talk with her on many occasions. Um, she's just a wonderful person, a wonderful coach. Um, try not to be a little butt boy here, but... <laughs> she's uh, she's a class act. That's all I can say. Um, uh, disclaimer: Casey covered her last year. Yes, um, and I, <laughs> I wish that upon nobody. Fa- I, know, I, know, I, know. I know. Stephen knows that I've had my um, fair share of faints in public areas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's something that nobody really likes. Um, anyway, there there were some other things. Uh, we can talk about the bowl season of a little bit. The national championship game just wrapped up. Stephen l- looked into year. his crystal ball. Oh yeah, it, oh, yeah. I mean, call him Steve Stradamus. <laughs> I, he, he predicted Clemson from the very beginning. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna humble brag on that one later in the show. Just how great um, everybody could have ragged on me for my football columns, and I said I was you know what this and that or whatnot. And but I was I wrong throughout the year. No, no. I, guess guess who was who wasn't wrong about the national title game. Oh yeah, that's I, right. Listen, uh, we talked those about boys it. in orange. Do you remember? Do you remember this conversation? I was like, hmm, maybe you shouldn't write off the runner-up. And who won it? Clemson. Hey, you're and right. I'll own up to it. I'm not a flip-flopper. Uh, flip flopper. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I. <laughs> 
I said right before break that I couldn't see any foreseeable champion other than Alabama. I did. I, I think I did say I was with you on that, though I held out hope that Clemson would win it. Yeah, but. it was a very good game. I mean, if you watched it, I think Alabama kind of fizzled out at the end defensively, um, allowing Clemson to make that drive down the field with two minutes left. But, I mean, you got to give um, Clemson credit and you got to give Dabo Sweeney credit for that last touchdown. I mean, right. that play, it was perfectly executed. They'd ran it earlier in the game and it worked again like a charm. Hmm. Um, I, I, I was talking to Steve and I was talking to some other people and it's gotten some mixed reviews about what your favorite bowl game was. And I mean, this really was, it was a heck of a national championship game, but for me, I, I think I got to go with the Rose bowl. I mean, the Rose bowl was such a good game. I mean, I watching the first half, you, you thought USC was going to run away with it, and then mm-hmm. Penn State comes back. USC comes down from 14 points in the fourth quarter to win it on the last second field goal. It was I, and to see Penn State lose, lose that <laughs> that was the best part. That was the icing on the cake because Stephen and I. I mean, you if you guys are listening to this and you've listened to previous episodes, I, you know how we feel about Penn State. Say, I've eviscerated Penn State many a times in these airwaves. And I mean, of course, it's not the same staff. It's it, they've completely oh, no. cleaned house since the scandal. We'll but it's that. still a tainted brand. Yeah, we we can get into that too. I think. What what else are we talking about today? I mean, we got. MSU basketball right now. MSU uh, basketball. I don't really know what to make of them. I mean, you can you can say uh, many things about them, and they'd kind of be true, whether they be good or bad. Um, How about those lions? They blow. I mean, God, (laughs) thank God. I was look like I may have tweeted out at one point. Oh, the lions are going to make me a fan again with the season that they're having, and then I kind of just delved deep into that and saw that they're kind of frauds and yeah. they blew it and that was the fan base is insufferable i know i root for one insufferable fan base because i'm a cubs fan but the lions fans are a whole but, new but insufferable. yeah that's because you cubs fans were lovable in the sense that everybody was like oh everybody kind of felt poor bad cubs for fans, cubs it fans. was a running joke whereas the lions are just they're, they mirror the cubs in a lot of ways but nobody likes the lions because Lions fans are a-holes. Let's right. get that oh, wow. out of the way. I mean, <laughs> of course there's going to be a humble part of every fan base, right. but if you go down to like any part right right by Ford Field, I, and if you're looking through uh, looking through the tailgates, it's not a classy act of people. Oh, oh boy. Right. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that after the break. Welcome back, everybody, on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, however you may be listening. And we just want to welcome you back to another another season of the State News Sports Podcast. We'll be trying different things and getting it going. And, Casey, I'm excited to be across from it. But, you know, there's not many uncertainties in life, are there? No, not no. really. Um, we place bets on a lot of things and, and hoping that they'll happen, you know, sports-wise. I mean, sports betting, how, you know, how big is it? You know, it's, it's, it's a, a gigantic industry in that in, in a lot of ways, you know how much money changes hands in Vegas, right? And you know what I wish I had done? Is you that, know what I wish that, I had done, buddy? Is that place a bet? Uh, just I a wish small I had placed a bet amount? on those clamps and tigers. Clamps. And those clamps and tigers. Because you know what? Who, who sat across from me in September? Uh, I, I, that was you, uh, I think. And when we said, who's going to win the national title? Uh, who looked you in the eyes and said, those clamps and tigers? Uh, you. Uh, yeah. And uh, what happened last night? You were right. Uh, who proved to be the nation's best quarterback and actual Heisman Trophy winner last night? Uh, you, but... Uh, no, no, no. Small I, disclaimer, I, no, Lamar Jackson I'm did not, win no, it. No, 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 no. 
I am not the Heisman winner. That's not what I asked. I said. Well, you got I the said, pick right. Oh, I sh- no, I yeah. In a sense, I said. I mean, who should have won the net? Who should have won the Heisman, and who was definitely the best quarterback in college football? I also want to go on the record oh, no, no, and no, no, say no. Answer, this. Real answer quickly. the question, Mr. Harrison. I'm sorry, I actually wasn't paying attention. <laughs> are you? Are you serious? <laughs> this is day one. You had a whole month not well, to pay I, attention, buddy. I had this buddy. string of thought of something yeah. I was going to bring up real quick. <laughs> yeah, the whole- I, I was just going to month not to pay attention. I was just going to bring up the fact that I want to go on the record and say, even though I thought Lamar Jackson deserved it before, you know, he pooped the bed. He, yeah, he did exactly that. He pooped the bed, and he didn't deserve to win the Heisman right. after who, losing the last two games. Who told you Louisville was a fraud, too? Uh, you. Yes. I Look, was buying into the Kool-Aid. See, see, like, you know what? Like, I will never be right when it happens, right? Like, as things happen, but when at the end of it, who's right? Well, aren't Me. you aren't I'm, you smart? <laughs> but Look I want you to you. answer that question. Yeah, who was yeah. the best quarterback in college football? That would be Deshaun Watson. Yes. And, um, look. There are I've heard the argument many times where LeBron James should be the MVP of the NBA all every time. Think about it. His teams are not as good when he's not on the floor, obviously. Right? Your best player is not on the floor. But LeBron James brings that superstar magic that not many people have, right? Um Deshaun Watson, it's not always the best player at the in that season in terms of who's putting up the biggest numbers or whatnot. Obviously Lamar Jackson put up way bigger numbers than Deshaun Watson. And there are gonna be guys who outscore LeBron James every year, right? But him not on the Cavs, they don't win those titles, right? MVP, right? He's because he's most valuable to his team in terms of you could use like war, like wins above replacement in a sense like that. And guess what, Clemson doesn't win a national title without Deshaun Watson. And I mean, I don't want to dive into this hole, and I don't want to get off on this tangent. But I think you can make that same case for Lamar Jackson because I don't think no Lamar Jackson. You don't even get to the point where you. Where right. Your future the crumbles away is, in your hands. Is that Louisville was never going to be a national yeah. title team. Clemson was. Yeah. And so, I mean, looking at college football throughout the years, you always saw Louisville, at, or I saw them this year, as a team that was going to explode at some point because they just weren't very good in a sense. They did pound Florida State into submission that one game. But anyway, we're getting we're getting too yeah. I was going to say too deep down this rabbit yeah. hole because uh, that game last night. That was a heck of Probably, a game. I you 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 will say the Rose Bowl is your favorite game, and that's a great argument. I'd put, but that's I'd not taking away from this game no, no, one no, 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 bit. No, no, no. I'd put the Rose Bowl one one B for me, and I'd put the national title game at one A. Now look, I know the national title game sucked in terms of how long it was. I mean, oh, yeah. nearly four and a half <laughs> I, hours, and it sucked because you and I had an eight AM class, class today. I mean, it's worth it. I got four hours of sleep, and <laughs> I missed my bus. I had to. Right. <laughs> bike over here because I woke up late. Right. and um, But it was worth it. I mean, you don't get to watch. I mean, you, you can only watch championship moments a handful of times out of 365 days a year. And that game, like the NCAA tournament game with, uh, or even last year's national title game, this rematch I think was better than last year's game. It was the perfect I, it, storm yes. for Clemson. Right. I, I mean, going back, losing, going for redemption, having that chip on your shoulder the entire year, looking to get back at Alabama. And I was rooting for Alabama in the first yeah. place. I mean, mm-hmm. I, looking back at it, they're the, the Yankees. They're, they're kind of like the Yankees. I mean, you hate them, but you, I mean, you find yourself rooting for them because it's such – but let me clear what? this up. Oh, no. I, I'm saying I, I wanted Nick Saban to reach six national title victories. I see what you're like that's that's something you would say. Wow, I I got to see that happen, um, and 
they're such a big powerhouse that you almost expected them to win no matter what. Right. And that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Um, but after that game, after seeing Deshaun Watson just tears of joy welling down his face, mm. you couldn't be unhappy for him. Right. I mean, the amount of work that he put into that, and he said and it, he's done everything the right way. And he said it there was like a it was like a movie. It, it was picture perfect, and right. it really was. I mean, you couldn't direct a better well, cause, situation cause than his, that. His background is he had to grow up in you know unstable housing and he was ended up being a um recipient of, of a home from one of the atlanta falcons uh, i believe atlanta falcons one of the nfl teams players had built you know a, a neighborhood of homes and his family ended up getting chosen and, and lived there and um he grew up through that and then he fast-tracked himself into college he graduated in three years like and with he's going to have a degree and he's going to go on and play in the nfl like he did everything the right way he's a good guy i mean you, you saw how humble he was and how much the, he had the passion those are the guys that you care about like as much as we we didn't like Jabril Peppers because he played for Michigan, or you don't like the hype surrounding the kid. The kid has a lot of passion, and you want kids like that to succeed. You just you just hate the school where they're at. Yeah, and I mean, did you see that Jabril Peppers declared for the draft today? Oh, he did. He did. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, yeah. For, well, um, that's a breaking news. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, what the hell, man? I didn't see this. He yeah. did. Well, yeah, I, wish him, I, I wish him all the best. Uh, I, I was scrolling through it. Sports Illustrated broke the story. Um, okay. I, well, I wish him all the best. That um, in the, in the NFL, I think I I don't know where he's going to play, and I wouldn't draft him in the first five because unless you have a a solid defensive system where you can plug him in and you have a because he doesn't have a design spot. He can't stop the run in the line when he's in the second level as a linebacker. He's not a cover receiver because you can burn him deep. Um, or recover, you know, a cover, you know, cornerback, and so you kind of have to play him at a linebacker. It's almost he's own, his own thing. He's like a hybrid position. Yeah. And um, looking at that, you, I would be very wary of where I drafted him and who I was who drafted him. Um, if uh, I, I remember correctly, the, the Sports Illustrated article um talked to a scout and he was saying maybe top ten. I don't know. I mean his um, athleticism out of the out of the world. That's the one thing he's elite at. And that's what they said. He'd be athlete. a linebacker hybrid and he'd also be on um punt returns. Right. And that would make sense and that's where he fits. But he's never going to be the flashy guy who makes ten picks a year. Well also on another note, talking about his former team, his uh his Ooh. now alma mater. Uh-oh. Oh no. Um they blew it in the Orange Bowl. Um, um, it, it was it was cute. It was a nice little comeback <laughs> against Florida State, and I for a second I was a little worried. I thought Florida State was going to blow it, um, but after talking, after going back home to good old Sterling Heights, Michigan. <laughs> oh boy! Um, there were I even watched the game with a bunch of Michigan fans, and uh, actually they, they were more. Did of, they kick you out? Of, they, were, they were more to state of Michigan people. Oh, they were boy. like, oh, they don't, if, they don't go there. Do they, they said, oh, if Michigan State was in a bowl, we would have rooted for them. No, I doubt it. And I was like, well, that's good for you. That's not how I feel. <laughs> nah. Your university didn't try to prevent me from becoming a university. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But when will Michigan fans hold Jim Harbaugh accountable? He lost three of their last four games. Three of their last four. And it's, it's kind of just brushed completely under the rug. Like, it didn't back, even happen. Back-to-back, third-place, Big Ten East championships. I'll, I'll get the T-shirt printing press <laughs> rolling on that one. Um, that I, He continues to prove that he cannot win the important game. Yeah. 
And he's still like a great coach because he's gotten them to 10 win seasons. I'm not taking away from any of that. But in big game situations, he can't thread the needle. I mean, you look at Ohio State, officiating set aside, didn't come away with the win. You look at Iowa, a game that you needed to get into the Were college football a playoff. Twenty-five point favorite in Kinnick Stadium, and you lose that one. You lost, and then you lose your bowl game. I mean, you had high expectations coming into the season. I don't know. Remember, I don't know if it's fair to say right. that they deserved or that they expected to get into the college football playoff. But I'm not satisfied if I'm a Michigan fan. That's no, a winning ten games. Right outside the college football playoff, you you plan a New Year's Six Bowl and then you lose. Yeah, that's and you lose to a team that you probably had no business losing to in the first place. If you were as good as you said you were, Uh, you would have taken care of Florida State. Yeah, because I remember uh, a lot of their beat writers predicted uh, at least a ten point win for Michigan, and I saw as far as some people put it would be like forty to ten, a Michigan mollywop over Florida State and Dalvin Cook raced all up and down them and it made me happy anyway um i could say that i'm not a sports writer anymore um <laughs> so but, uh but like look I, I i looked at that game and the one the one side note i, I feel bad is for guys like jake butt oh yeah that's i mean, he, I mean that's he, uh, absolutely just terrible those what, are the guys to him. the guys that play the right way like look we have a lot of animosity for the university of michigan and and its fans but and i mean nobody deserves an acl no, injury especially i, I would never hate game. A lot of their players, especially the ones who do it the right way. And if he's the guy's a senior, out here isn't he? trashing, yeah. He's I gonna mean, go to the NFL. And yeah. I think some teams will still draft him. But you know, I I never have any animosity towards any of the Michigan players except for the guys who maybe rag universities that they I don't know, you know, don't know anything about. Like if there is a guy, you know, Michigan player just ragging on, you know, MSU or Illinois for no godforsaken reason. Yeah, then I hate those guys. But anyway, but you know who also I hate? The Lions. The Penn State Nittany Lions. Oh. <laughs> and nothing made me happier on whatever day it was. January 2nd? Yeah, that's right. They screwed it up this year. Um, January 2nd, nothing made me happier than watching Penn State lose. I was going to be a pile of salt if Penn State <laughs> did not win that game. I, I, I watched USC take that big lead, and I was like, oh, look, they're going to pull it out. Like, And then Penn State came back, and then they got in front really big, and so I shut it off and went and worked out and let my phone, like, you know, ESPN just plugged in listening to it or whatever. I was just getting heated the whole time. It was a great time to work out because you get the adrenaline going because you're heated at Penn State, and then they blew it. I watched them blow it, and I was never happier. I to remember root for USC, who I don't like either. But I appear to root for USC. My mom and I, we went out to dinner, and uh, we got back. The game was just getting kind of underway. Um, USC was up, I believe, by two touchdowns um, by the end of the first yeah, Penn, quarter. Penn State blew two 14-point leads in a span of three days after they lost to Michigan in basketball. Yeah. Let's see. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I remember coming home from that game. I, I was sitting down. I was uh, cuddling with my dog, and then I dozed off, and I'm like, oh, whatever. And then I woke up. I'm like, oh, my God, Penn State's winning? How How is this happening? And it was 42 to 35, and uh, it was the fourth quarter, obviously. And just watching the last uh, maybe 10 or so minutes of that game, uh, I'm so glad I didn't miss that. I, that was one of the greatest Rose Bowls I may have ever seen. Right. No, it was a fantastic finish. Yeah. I think I looked at that, and I'm 
look, we've said it many times how much we, we deeply hate Penn State and the program. But I was discussing it with my dad, too, was that, look, like, I'm, I was happy for the players. I said this to our buddy Suichi. So I'm happy for the players of Penn State, happy for the coaching staff, the guys who did it right. I'm happy for the fans who understood that there were bigger things than football and didn't make it a big deal when Joe Pa got fired or didn't hide Jerry Sandusky's allegations and didn't downplay them. And I was happy for those Penn State people that they won the Big Ten. Was I happy for the university or the football program? No. Was I happy for the people who did it the right way? Yes. I would never tell these student-athletes, don't go there because of the things that happened before. Because a lot of them, that's maybe their only option to go there. Look, I didn't, wasn't upset by them winning the Big Ten title for those individuals. I was upset at the program. Because the program, like you said, Casey, is always going to be tainted by that scandal. Yes. Because they put football, I want to make this point clear as we do every time, Penn State, Joe Paterno, Jerry Sandusky, the president, the administration of Penn State, put football, a game played that you're not, a children's game of football, ahead of the safety of innocent children in shitty situations. And they got abused because Penn State hit it. And so I want to make that clear. Anyway, in a much lighter topic, the other lions blow, and we'll get into that after the break. Welcome back, everybody, coming at you on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, so one Lions team blew it talking about Penn State and basketball and Good. football, and there was another football team by the name of the Lions that are a little bit closer to here that, first of all, they stumbled into the playoffs. Um, I'm talking about the Detroit Lions, by the way. They stumbled into the playoffs, losing their last three games of the season. One of those were very winnable. Mm -hmm. You can make an argument for two of them. But they just didn't get the job done. They stumbled in, and then they just ate a pile of dirt. Right. Everybody's <laughs> going pride and joy that everybody gets excited about when they uh, fraudulently get better at things every every so many years. Um, and they I were a so lucky happy. team. I'm not a big <laughs> believer in luck when it comes to sports. Right. I'm a big numbers well, guy. I, will never I like use to luck, back though. all my things up with numbers. I won't use luck. And I was I was biting in like I was really kind of feeling the Lions a l earlier in the season, but how do you go from the number two seed in the NFC to almost out? You you relied on Kirk Cousins throwing a pick. Yeah, they relied on Kirk Cousins leading a drive that looked very promising, and then him throwing a pick. And they rested they rested their own season, their own magical season, and they could have won the NFC North. On if, uh, I was blanking his name, I was assumed Aaron Rodgers, if Kirk Cousins was going to complete that drive or not. And that, to me, when you lose three of your games, you start off as a number two seed, have the division locked up, and then the Packers, your arch nemesis, sweeps underneath it, you're not legit. 
They the ran Lions, the table. The Lions, like I've been saying for years, are not a legit organization that can ever win anything. And that, and that they don't proves deserve it right there. anything. They don't deserve it. I mean, us being local Detroit guys, I mean, it's the same old Lions. Yes. You can't get any more classic same old Lions than that. Right. I mean, they looked so good, so promising. They had everybody on board, and then they just ruin it. And the one thing I can't stand, and you and I, we have grew up around it. Is the excuses? It's the same thing with Michigan fans. People where they were even simply... talking about the refereeing in the game against Seattle. Well, okay, we'll get, get over into it. it. We'll get into that. Um, do you want to random me? Get <laughs> seriously. <laughs> you lose by twenty points. Check the box score. You lost in every single facet of the game. Russell Wilson versus Matthew Stafford. He passed a lot more than he did. He passed a lot more well. Guess how many touchdowns Russell Wilson passed for? Two. Guess how many Matt Stafford passed for? Zero. The running game was... Shut up. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> he he was probably fine. He had a little less velocity okay. on it. I, it, did, it did affect a one, but they weren't good enough to win the what, game in the first place. If that's what makes you sleep at night, did his finger, was that bothering him when the Lions went 1-5 and five against teams with winning records this year in the regular season? Oh, no. No, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear about his finger. I don't want to hear about the officiating when you lose by 20. I want to hear about why the running game was non-existent. Why did Zach Zenner get 11 carries, I believe, and he had like 30-something yards? I don't want to hear that. What I also want to know is uh, can someone examine their receivers and tight ends' hands? Uh, no. Are they broken? Do they not work? I think are they only allowed to work for six, seventeen weeks of the NFL season, but not the playoff rounds. I think Anquan Bolden uh, had uh, Edward Forty hands on his <laughs> receiving gloves. I mean, no. he, he couldn't catch a cold if it was brought right to him. Right. Um, I, 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 but there's always excuses. I saw as soon as Seattle scored that one touchdown where Paul Richardson had his one hand on the Lions, you know, defender's face mask and caught the ball one hand. It was a hell of a catch. Um, I knew that that was going to be their excuse. It was going to be the refereeing. It, no matter how close the game was in terms of the loss, and they ended up losing by 20 points. So that factor becomes a moot at that point. But I knew it right then because that's all they do. This fan base is insufferable. Look, I'm a Cubs fan. I was a part of insufferable fan base, and they're going to get worse because they're going to win more. Ne- they're going to win more World Series in the next 10 years. Look, the Lions fans, all they do is excuses. It's the same thing with Michigan fans. It's not that both teams are – it's not that their teams didn't do anything. It's that they simply ran out of time. That it's somebody else's fault they lost, not because their team just wasn't good enough to win on that day. And the Lions, as an organization, haven't deserved anything for what? They, they honored a team that won what? That won the division that got in to the 92? playoffs. That's 25 years ago. You Could, gotta be. They honored that. Here's team. an interesting Think about it. number. That team didn't win a thing. They didn't even win the AFC. They didn't win. Or they didn't win the NFC, and they didn't go to the Super Bowl. And they hell, they sure as hell didn't win the Super Bowl. They're honoring that team. Like, look, think about that. The Lions, as an organization, that's pitiful. That this or, the organization is pitiful. Martha Ford, sell the damn team. Have somebody who can, is going to invest in something. Maybe they actually care, but bringing Caldwell back probably wasn't the answer at all. Anyway, sorry hey, for these rants. Speaking of accountability, I you talked about Jim Caldwell. Are we ever going to get a competent coach? I mean, yes, he's we, good enough. We. I, 
Ez a fan base. Casey, Casey, are you? Are you? Are you? I'm not. Oh no! It was a it was that a Freudian slip. slip. Anyway, you've bef- been a Lions butt boy for a long time. I, you? I, you can check my closet. I don't have a piece uh, okay, of Lions memorabilia. I'll, I'll hold you to it. Anyway, when is the Lions fan base going to have the grace? Or be gifted enough to have a competent head coach. Yes, he can get you to the playoffs, but that's not really saying much. I mean, you only need to be. You only, ha- need, to you only need to have games. half a pulse you to make it into the playoffs. All you have to do is win nine games. Yeah, and I understand and that. Okay, maybe teams. it's not grounds to fire him if you're settled on mediocrity. Right. But if you want to take this program to the next level, so if you winning pedigree. Yeah, if you want to actually win a Super Bowl, if you want to join the big boys at the table, then they you need to Sheldon get rid White, of him. who is or not Sheldon White. Uh, He's at MSU Quinn, now. Yes. <laughs> uh Quinn to do what he did in New England and let him run the ship. Obviously, they're not going to let him run the ship his way as you saw with Caldwell coming back. I, I, I don't know what to tell you if you're a Lions fan other than I hope that, like I say every year, I hope they end in, I hope it ends in tears for half of you again. Well, I hope if, uh, if John Harbaugh becomes available on the market, um, I, I hope, oh, no. I, I hope Bob Quinn just region. takes out his plums and just says, you know what, Martha? Here, this is oh. what I want. What do you think about that? <laughs> takes out his plums. And, I mean, that would also be a really interesting dynamic <laughs> if John Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh were essentially in the same metropolitan area. He just pulls a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and just pulls out of a suitcase, goes, takes brass balls, <laughs> and just puts them on the table. He just hears thump, oh. thump. Anyway, oh um, we're kind of running off the rails here. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about MSU basketball, and we're going to wrap up the show because I think we've been going for a little while. We have. Welcome back, everybody, on this first show back of the semester. Casey, MSU basketball right now. Yes. You're covering the team. You've been doing it now for a month. And they have some question marks. And I want you to just dive deep into what you see out of this team through what? Now, they're 11-6, and 17 games, halfway yep. through the year? Yeah. Go through it. Uh, Tom Izzo kind of really said it best at his press conference on Monday, is that the team can come back, the team can play well, but it can't do it consistently. And I think that's one of the biggest things um, that you learned from that Penn State loss is that you're not a very consistent team. You can't – you're not Superman. You might you might think that you are just because you have Miles Bridges, um, now who's back from injury, but it's still going to take a while for him to get back in the tip-top shape. Um I, there, there are a lot of people that are like, why is it Miles Bridges getting into the mix more? And Tom Izzo, he'll be the first to tell you, I'll be the second, that it's going to take time to come back from an injury. I mean, Miles Bridges is 18, 19 years old, and he had a stress fracture in his ankle. That's what happens when you average 35 minutes a game for the first eight games of the season. And, I mean, the dude, he was just getting worn down. And he's back. He's an exceptional player. He's pretty good but he's not he's not a superhuman i mean let's let's slow your roll here a little bit hold your horses um 
but they've gotten some really good wins over over break. Um, uh, citing a 12 win Northwestern, 12 win Minnesota on the road, and they're going to be playing Minnesota again um, at the Breslin. And that that game, I think, is a lot different. You're playing a very drastically different Minnesota team than you did uh, even two weeks ago. It seems like. Um, that Minnesota team, since then, they have gone on to beat Purdue, who's in the top 25, Indiana, that's in the top 25, and now they're also in the top 25, coming in at number 24, um, according to the AP rankings that came out on Monday. Um, and they, they got back uh, one of their point guards, and they're, they're hungry. They want to beat you. They want to win because they're, you embarrassed them, quite frankly, on their home court at the barn. You had no business winning that game on the 27th. I remember talking with Steven. Steven turned the game off because he thought that they had no chance in winning. <laughs> I just got frustrated watching the game. I mean, it was a sloppy basketball game, and it wasn't because it was partly because MSU was just, you know, ugly, and it was partly because that basketball game was ugly, too. Oh. <laughs> I had better things to do on that. Was it like a Tuesday night? Yeah, had <laughs> much better things to do. And and I mean, thank God you have Nick Ward. On, thank God you have Nick Ward who can competently read the double team. He's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ward. his ability to just kind of establish a presence in the paint. And he's not the biggest guy either. I mean, he's a big guy, but I mean, you look at him, uh, especially when he's matched up against other big men in the Big Ten. I, I think you probably saw it against Northwestern. I mean, he he's not the biggest guy in the conference, but he's. He's still getting results, and, I mean, you can't argue with those. Um, I've seen, especially against Penn State, I, I know there's very little things to take away from that game. Um, a, a couple things that I noticed, Josh Lankford drove the lane for once, and he didn't do it just once. He did it twice, and he's a big guy. I mean, he, he has the ability to, you know, get authority. If he, if he plays with confidence to, to get in and get a layup and probably draw a foul, too because that's what college basketball is nowadays. Um, the, and I want to see more of that. I, if Josh Langford can, you know, put up consistently 10 a game, 8 a game, more than what he's putting up right now, um, I, I, I would be pretty content. Um, and the other thing is, I think Aaron Harris and Matt McQuaid, more so Aaron Harris, kind of just picks and chooses when he wants to, you know, drop a big amount of points. He, I, I, he's a big puzzle piece to me. Um, in order for him, I, I mean, I, I love the guy. He, he's a great to talk to. He's great in the locker room, and he's a, he's a very instrumental guy in the locker room. Um, but it, it almost just seems like I'm going to pick this game. Oh, hey, it's Rutgers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in 20 points. Um, if not, if it's a big game, I'll, I'll just throw in five. Here you go, guys. Um, and then Matt McQuaid, kind of the same dealy, just a little bit less to an extent. Um, but this game against Minnesota is big. I think that this is a turning point in the season if you lose, because then at that point you've lost two in a row. And if you don't, if you if you end up beating Minnesota, I think it's worth the conversation having putting MSU in the top twenty-five. Um, there's still a little bit of basketball to be played left, um, obviously until Big Ten play really kind of picks it up. 
But uh, they're going to go on the road to an Ohio State team that's kind of been struggling this weekend. Uh, Steven knows that I'll be going as well as Connor and our new photographer, John. I'd um, like to give him a shout-out here. But look for Minnesota. Tip-off is at um, 7 p.m. on Wednesday at the Breslin. Steven, uh, as we wrap up the show, do you have any final thoughts? You know, uh, I, you know, I kind of don't. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> no. Um, who, who are you talking to there? I, I'm not. Actually. Oh, you, you were uh, Snapchatting. Uh, something like that, buddy. Um, no, final thoughts. I and mean, We both had our wonderful rants today. I can't... Uh, I just want to thank everybody for coming back for a second semester to listen to us again. Yeah, I think I think we kind of picked up right where we left off. Even uh, e- we even might have elevated ourselves Ooh, a little bit. There it is. Um, anyway, guys, I hope you guys have an awesome second semester. Uh, remember to follow along with us, um, Stephen. I think we need to say goodbye. <laughs>